Welcome to the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast. My name is Heather Kiros, and I'm the author and founder of First Century Youth Ministry. And if you want to learn about Jesus from his Jewish context and get better at discipleship in the 21st century, this podcast is for you. This podcast is a part of the Youth Cartel Podcast Network. Hey friends, welcome back to the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast. It's Heather again, um, flying solo uh, without Mark, but we have a special guest on once more, Lois Taverberg. And last week we talked about her article that she wrote and about the Pharisees and how we may have misunderstood them. So this week we're going to dive further into that discussion and have a really fun discussion about them and about some things that we touched on last week and even ask the question, was Jesus a part of the Pharisees group or is it possible that he may have been a part of their group and discuss some of that today. And so Lois, um, and I, I read this in one of your books. I don't remember which one it was, but I remember reading, uh, you were talking about how you had showed up in this large room or something like that. I think it was a Havarim study group of sorts and that it felt like people were fighting with each other as they were discussing Torah, people were standing up and it was like really loud. And you were like, oh my gosh, are people mad at each other? Like what's going on as they were discussing Torah? And it was just, as you came to understand, it was just a Jewish way of debate and it's how they learn. So help us understand that, you know, as we kind of talked about last week and you left us with the thought of, as we read them, don't assume that their questions are, are not genuine, but assume that they are genuine. And so let's talk about that. Let's talk about the different cultural issues that maybe some of our readers might not understand as they're reading the Gospels. Okay. Yes. Well, I have to say, I come, I myself am 100% Norwegian background American. And I come, most of my family is from Minnesota Mm -hmm. and there's this thing they joke about. It's called Minnesota nice, that Ah. they are very nice at all times. They, they cannot confront anybody who has, uh, that they're angry with. They have to be nice all the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, and different cultures have different feelings about that. I have actually, a one Jewish friend of mine was telling me how she was standing in Jerusalem at the ATM waiting to use it. And the lady behind her says, she doesn't know this lady. She says, you know, that outfit does nothing for you. Wow. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> and it's kind of, they, and you, you go there and people are very in your face. And wow. they, don't really, they don't even kind of take it. Like, I hate you forever. They just, yeah, he just said that, whatever. whatever. So, believe it or not, culture, there are differences in cultures in how much yeah. they can speak to each other. And then when you read the first century, you find it both in Greek sources and you find it in Jewish sources, is that everybody is blunt and a little bit almost over the top with insults. You fools, you brood of vipers, you sons of Satan, and everybody is saying that to everybody. I'm sure, you know, it wasn't that they were hugging each other in between, but it really is way beyond what we would even imagine is normal. (laughs) 
Sure. <laughs> so, if we talk like that to each other, we'd all get sent to the principal's office, right? Really? Well, yeah. and Paul, he quotes, I mean, he's talking about um, uh, Crete and where there's a new church. And you'd think he'd be talking about the piety of the Crete, the, sure. the people who live there. And he says, Cretans are all fools and gluttons. Yeah, <laughs> I nice. can't remember what he says. It, but he is actually, he's quoting a, a Greek philosopher who calls them that. Um, oh. Okay. He says something Let like dirty see. liars and gluttons, I think is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Liars, liars and gluttons. Yes. Like, Paul quit already geez you're gonna offend somebody and it's kind of part um and then so that's part of what's going on and Mm -hmm. then also there is this rabbinic um feeling about being in your face about the torah and about arguing Mm -hmm. there i remember reading an article or a little rabbinic story uh, report about how there was one highly esteemed rabbi off who lived far away everybody just thought he was so great and the report had come to these rabbis about well how brilliant he was but then the guy came and visited the area and he sat in their synagogues and listened and listened and listened and listened but he he never rebuked or debated with anybody he never argued and Ooh. they lost all respect for him. Huh. There was, he had no, he did not stand up and shout people down and argue with them. And they had no respect. They, wow. they decided he was not worth much at all because he didn't argue. So. So there you go. That makes me think of my husband's family. My husband is from Chile. And okay. so um, it's a very different culture, a di- different way of communicating And so when we first got married, there were times when I'm like, why are you yelling right now? Like, why are you, are you upset? Are you Mm. mad? No, I'm just talking. I'm like, it doesn't feel like you're talking to me. Uh (laughs) It sounds like you're yelling, Yeah, (laughs) but I'm just expressing myself. It's not about you. It's not how how we talk. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was hard for me to understand that at first, but now I'm like, okay, he's Mm -hmm. just expressing himself he's just getting all worked up you know he's just doing his thing mm-hmm. and you know, and so i just have to mm-hmm. remove myself from my culture right mm-hmm. and my cultural mm-hmm. upbringing to try to understand mm-hmm. my husband which is exactly what we have to do when we're reading the gospels mm-hmm. and we're trying to understand yeah. jesus and his interactions with the pharisees so yeah yeah and i would point out you even hear it from jesus you know, like his mother, you know, at the wedding of Cana, you know, she's like, Jesus, why don't you go help out or whatever. And he's like, woman, get away. I don't I, remember exactly what he says. Yeah. But like, I not my time don't, yet. Don't, don't talk to your mother like that. It's not a, we don't talk like that. <laughs> and so he, you hear, you know that Jesus probably didn't quite sound like that to his mother, but it sounds like that because it's how they talk back then. So. Sure. Sure. Or that yeah. time that he calls the Gentile woman, he says, you know, that even the dogs eat the, or yeah. wait, he calls her, you know, essentially a dog. And she's like, even yeah, the dogs right. eat what's, you know, on the scraps right. under the table. So, right. you know, again, yeah. it's, it's just mm-hmm. a different way of talking that mm-hmm. we don't understand because we're not there, right? We're not experiencing mm-hmm. the context or the tone of voice, but, mm-hmm. but you're mm-hmm. right. There is much in rabbinic discussion. Mm-hmm. That's very much argumentation yeah. and debate. Yeah. 
and things like that. And so we see that show up a lot in Jesus's interactions with the Pharisees and coming in with that understanding helps us have a better um, maybe view of the, of the Pharisees as we're reading about them, because we don't think, oh, they're just these mean guys who are trying to hit Jesus with these hard questions. No, they're just communicating in a way that makes sense in their culture and in their day. So, yeah, so that's, that's helpful for us as we read the Bible. So let's, let's then switch the conversation to, you know, I've, I've done some reading that would say that Jesus with his understanding of the Torah and oral Torah and the afterlife and those kinds of things Mm -hmm. and the resurrection Mm -hmm. that his teachings lined up closest with the Pharisees. Therefore, was it possible that Jesus was a part of the Pharisees group? And maybe that's why they were always debating him because they felt as though he was one of them. What do you think? I have, I certainly have read others. Um, I actually would put my cards down most with um, a very outstanding Jewish scholar. His name is Shmuel Safrai, oh, yeah. who was a you know, real expert on the first century. And I would actually, he actually would say that actually kind of shows a little bit of an ignorance of the whole um, milieu. There was, there are, there was also another movement going on. It was called the, there were these um, uh, sages from, especially around the Galilee area that were called the Hasidim. You've oh, sure. ever heard of this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's not the not the ones not not Judaism of of right now where you see some Hasidic Jews doing yeah. that, but the word is Hasid, which means pious. And mm. so these are very pious. Uh there there was a movement and so of of very pious, prayerful um, men who were known for prayers that um, that that they tended not to go and pray at the beginning in in front of the synagogue and preach. They would go off to their um, they would go to their roof of their house with their wife and pray. Mm-hmm. But if they prayed for rain, God would send rain. If they prayed for healing, God would send healing. And they were really kind of sticklers about we need to be obedient to exactly what God tells us, and not in a well. You could call it you wouldn't call it legalism, but they were like we need to love God so passionately we do absolutely everything He tells us to to the utmost. Yeah, and so, um, so yeah. Safrai actually says Jesus sounds more like them than he sounds like the Pharisees. Sure. Although yeah. he does, there are some things that you do see them, you know, Pharisees are the ones that you think of in terms of our teaching in the synagogues. And, yeah. and then he's having all those interactions with them. But I wouldn't put, you know, the text doesn't ever call him specifically a Pharisee. So That's I won't right. go so far as saying he does text doesn't say it i'm yeah. not going to conclude it yes so yeah and I, then it's good to have a broader knowledge of what's going on and not only know you know a few words anyhow what we're gonna no, say that's a great that's a great point that it we need to look at the whole milieu of the mm-hmm. 
um, different religious sects that were present during the first century. When I read that, I've read a couple different articles of people who would say that Jesus aligned mm-hmm. with the Pharisees. And I'm like, uh, this feels incomplete to me. It feels like there's, mm-hmm. they're missing some pieces of what they're trying to, again, you think you made this point in the last one, mm-hmm. you know, we have to, a, a good scientist looks at the data and interprets it, but they can't bring in what they want it to say, right? They mm-hmm. have to look at the data. And I think in the terms of, was Jesus a Pharisee? Well, if we want mm-hmm. to try to make that work, we probably can, right? We can probably make that work, but is it true, Mm -hmm. right? Right. And you, one way you could, one in some very important ways, it very much is true in terms of that um, some of their distinctives in terms of believing in the afterlife and believing in angels and miracles they were very much in Jesus' camp. Mm-hmm. And there is one Pharisee who was Jesus' main preacher, and his name was Paul. And Paul never stopped calling himself a Pharisee. Sure. And That's he a great was point. the one who was preaching the gospel <laughs> to the Gentiles. So mm-hmm. um and so in some ways, you know, when God chose somebody to take Jesus' message to the world, he picked a Pharisee. There you go. Yeah, he did. A former Pharisee. Yeah, it's interesting how that. No, you can't even say former Pharisee. Oh, that's he true. never says, I used to be a Pharisee. He says, I am a Pharisee. Mm-hmm. He's still, <laughs> obviously, he's not separating himself anymore. That's true. He has probably yeah. changed his ideas in some ways with Indeed. them. So, yeah, yes. you're right. He still does call himself a Pharisee. <laughs> he does, but they're, they're in Acts 15 5. Um, it actually, this is now a, in the early church, and there are Pharisees among the believers. They're the ones that say um, that you that people must become circum men must be circumcised to become uh, in the church, mm-hmm. and that's the argument going on. But they are there among his followers. So yes, right. Yeah, so there were Pharisees who were followers of Jesus. I remember reading that in your article that, you know, Nicodemus, Joseph of Arimathea, mm-hmm. being a couple of mm-hmm. prominent people in the Gospels mm-hmm. who obviously were pro-Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. They weren't anti-Jesus and yeah. who he was. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so yeah, so then, um, so it's interesting. I've, I haven't done much study um, on first century how do you say, like Hasidic Jews in the first century? Would that be how you would communicate Hasidim. that? Hasidim. Hasidim. Okay. Yeah. So what is that reference for our listeners if they wanted to check that out themselves to read a little bit more about that? Do you remember sure. the name? Sure. Well, um, the site is JerusalemPerspective.com. Yeah. Sure. And it's an article by Shmuel Safrai. Yeah. It's called Jesus and the Hasidim. If you Google Jesus in the Hasidim, yep. Safrai, S-A-F-R-A-I, mm-hmm. you will find it. Okay. It's Super. a great article. Excellent. Yeah. 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 Well, that's really helpful. Well, Lois, this is, these have been two really fun discussions with you about the Pharisees, and I hope will help ground our listeners a little bit better in the first century context of Jesus and help them to just continually ask questions about the text and about the different characters and people groups that we see showing up 
in the text. So for our youth leader listeners out there, I hope that these conversations have helped you as you teach these truths to your kids and have put a hunger inside of you to know a little bit more about Jesus and the people whom he interacted with, to have a careful eye as you read the gospels, not coming in with assumptions or a little bit of a tainted image simply because of what you've grown up being told. So friends, thanks for joining us. And Lois, thank you for joining us on the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast. And definitely check out Lois's work. She's got a lot of great books. Um, our rabbijesus.com is her website. And she's on Facebook. And check her out there our, our, at Our Rabbi Jesus. And just get plugged in with her work. Uh, it'll help you grow and get you to your next step in your walk with Jesus. So Lois, thanks for joining us and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye.